Hello, and welcome to another episode of Raise the Bar, the podcast from Next Chapter Ventures. We have a simple mission here to get female founders funded faster. You can learn more at nextchapterraise.com. We welcome women-led businesses to join our Savvy Club for those working towards scale and Capital Club for those actively seeking investment. Get the tailored resources and coaching you need to find, negotiate with, and close the right investors for your business. Hello, I'm your host, Nicole Denholder, founder of Next Chapter Raids. On today's episode, I speak with Eva Brubich, who is the co-founder of Revital, a company producing a collection of holistic sleep routine products that will naturally revitalize the way you live your best life. Eva has a 20-year global corporate career spanning North America, Europe, and Asia in management and product development with Adidas, Ralph Lauren, Timex Group, and Hudson's Bay Company. On our podcast, Eva shares how sleep and wellness became critical to her health and well-being and how this led to the creation of Revital. She also shares her plans for growing Revital and tips for women starting their fundraising journey, including how being bold on LinkedIn has been instrumental in reaching out to customers and potential investors. As a member of Next Chapter's Capital Club program, an exclusive program for women business leaders ready to fundraise, we are pleased to be sharing Eva's journey as a founder and her plans for Revital. Welcome, Eva, to Raise the Bar podcast by Next Chapter Raise. We're excited to have you on. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'm delighted to be here. Well, let's kick off with hearing a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, thanks, Nicole. So my name is Eva Bravich-Milero. I'm Croatian. I have been living all around the world, and I think Hong Kong is my eighth city or something like that. I lost count. But I started my career in buying about 20 years ago in Toronto, Canada at Hudson's Bay Company. And I really had this dream that I needed to go back to Europe because I was living in Canada for over 15 years. So I moved to Paris in 2005 to do an MBA in luxury brand management. And from there, I really started this brand management career with Ralph Lauren first, then with Adidas and so forth. The first six years I was in Europe, Ralph Lauren is an absolutely amazing brand. I learned so much really about brand management, product development, product management, which are all the skills that I needed to succeed in what I'm doing today. And from there, we got the opportunity as a family to move over to Moscow, Russia. And there I joined the Adidas group. I did the roles of brand director there. And from there, our life kind of got really, really crazy. We went to the US, to Miami, where I worked at Timex Group and continued doing that while I was in Shanghai. And I found myself in Hong Kong in 2019. But before I moved to Hong Kong, I was working really more and more. I was super exhausted after I had my second child. I was really tired. I was working with different time zones, having business review meetings at two in the morning. And not only myself, but my husband, we became addicted to melatonin to fall asleep. We had a really hard time falling asleep. We had a small child as well. We couldn't find any natural solutions on the market. And I really, you know, kept on thinking like, there's got to be a better way to sleep. We're feeling so drowsy. This tiredness is not going away. And this is where the idea for Revital was born. Revital is a play on words for revitalize. And we really want to revitalize every aspect of your life. So You deserve to thrive. We all deserve to thrive. I deserve to thrive. And we do it through a good night's sleep. And that's what Revital is all about, delivering a better sleep naturally to millions of people worldwide. And that is our mission. And it's all done through natural and holistic products. 
Fantastic. I mean, you've really gone around the world. Knowing you, knowing Revital, I mean, that's why you're bringing so much amazing experience, both in terms of business experience, but geographical experience to what you're doing. Now that you've started your own business, what's been some of the biggest successes and challenges so far for you? I think the biggest successes for us have really been from the start to be shipping from three different locations. So I've worked around the globe and I also have family and friends around the world. And this is why this has been quite easy for us. So right now we ship from Canada, US and Hong Kong. So we're really a small global business from the beginning. So it taught us really from the start that we shouldn't rely on one location for sales, especially during the pandemic. You know, we had a lockdown here, but not there. So it's been allowed us to balance out our portfolio. And from there, you know, I think just being a little bit bold, being very active on LinkedIn. So our first four seasons location, I got by getting on LinkedIn, contacting the director of the spa here and really going to meet her and convincing her that we were going to be the hottest brand in the spa. And we are, you know, a year later, we are the hottest brand at the Four Seasons Spa here in Hong Kong. So being a little bit bold and going out there to reach the right customers. So another example is for Indigo, which is Canada's largest wellness and lifestyle retailer. We reached out to them right at the beginning when the brand was launched in 2022, about July. It took a long time to convince the buyers to meet with us because at the beginning, we were a small brand. We didn't have a full product range. We heard their feedback. They said, oh, it'd be great if you added a little bit more of assortment so you can have a better representation. It's exactly what we did. So we went to add in this whole body and self-care aspect to the brand. And once you reached out to Indigo again, they were really excited to bring the brand on board. So it's really listening, the feedback, knowing how to readjust the brand, reposition, especially in the first 12 months when you're really listening to what the market is telling you about the brand and how to react. And I think the, another big success is really the customer satisfaction has been fantastic. We appeal to all ages and genders and to really get that feedback from parents and for their kids or for themselves telling us that they're sleeping better with our products is a big win for us. Now, the challenge obviously is launching during COVID. <laughs> we launch initially during COVID and nobody has budget and everything is closed. It can be very, very difficult to sign on new retailers, which was the case the first 12 months. In addition, the social media space was so overcrowded because everybody was on there. So for a small brand, you needed an obscene amount of budget to make some noise on social, which we were not ready to invest. But the end product development, because obviously we could not travel to Europe where most of our products are made to develop these products in person. So we're doing product development through a mail service is definitely an ideal way to do it. And of course, through all of these success and challenges, I think we really saw that the brand has traction and that the consumers are loving our products and responding to it. And like 20 months later, we really know, you know, which avenue to take to really satisfy even more consumers and sign on more retailers on board. Wow. You touched on the point of launching during some difficult times. But the fact is you've had a lot of success whilst you've done that. So you've really started proving out really what an amazing product you have, the passion you bring to this, you know, bringing yeah. back these skills to really be knocking on the doors of places like Four Seasons and commanding mm -hmm. attention. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So you are actively looking to fundraise, but where you are today, how have you funded your business growth? Like what's been the driving force to get you to where you are today to say, you know what, we're an amazing business and going forward, we can see that we're an investable business. But what's brought you to today? 
Yeah, well, definitely a lot of sweat equity, as we like to call it. Because really, on the end of the day, if you don't have the passion and keep on going when things get rough, you know, I've been working on this project for over three years now. We initially had the idea three and a half years. So really to keep on going, to believe in it, to not throw in the towel at the first obstacle is super important. And then obviously, we have been purely self-funded between myself and my co-founder, Vashia. And lastly, like all of the profits from the business have been reinvested in making the business, in redeveloping new products, into the marketing, into the packaging. So we have really agreed, the two of us, and we're lucky to be in that position where we say we're going to reinvest all of the profits back into the company until we are reaching the levels where we feel comfortable that we can start taking money out of the business. So that's quite an important factor in our success, because if you start draining your accounts the moment something comes in, it's going to be very hard to keep that business going. And it really shows that confidence and commitment around what you're building in the different markets. And so from that, taking that forward, where do you see your next business goals? And what's kind of been the decision to make you think, okay, let's see how we can fundraise to support those? Actually, well, our business goal is really to start reaching out to major retailers right now. So we're in the midst of signing an important Asian luxury department store. We're in discussion with another Canadian one. We have a prominent TV shopping channel in North America interested in our product. So once uh, we've seen that all of the channels that we have planned from day one start actively seeking and discussing with the brand, we knew it was time to go out and fundraise. So the fundraising is key to being able to scale quickly and effectively now that we have traction. So to allow us to the necessary marketing, to oil up the business operation sides of it, to make sure the packaging is ready for scale, that we can hire key roles. So if we have all of this traction and interest into the brand, we knew that just being like a, a two, three woman operation is not going to suffice for getting to those big business goals that we have set for us in the future. So speed's important. I love that. That's going to be a big driver as well, right? Because you want to move fast. Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, you've really already set the pace, knowing how many companies you're already working with and the traction you've gotten. It's been fantastic to see. Yes, definitely. So what's the dream? Where would you like to see Revital in three to five years? I definitely think we have the potential to be an eight-digit million USD brand (laughs) in the three to five year space. I think our overall goal is to really have two very healthy channels. So obviously having a very strong direct-to-consumer channel. And besides that, developing a big wholesale channel through all of the major retailers that we discussed. Right now, our focus is Asia, North America, and the third part will be Europe when we are ready for it. Also focusing on hotels and spas, so it's driving that down deeper. We have a third segment, which is fitness and spas. So we are in discussion with a major American fitness chain together, Brandon. And lastly is the travel retail. So travel retail being very important for us. We are already partnered with the Premium Plaza Group, who operates lounges around the world. They're based out of Hong Kong. And now the next step is to really create specific partnerships with travel retail operators and airliners. So to really have all those, you know, segments well in place uh, to be driving all of this like brand awareness and then pulling it back to our direct-to-consumer website. So the brand, obviously in three to five years, you hope it's going to be a globally recognized brand, at least in Asia and North America, that we have really solidified our position as a global sleep wellness lifestyle brand. It's great that you're thinking through the different segments and how they all come together to build ultimately 
the whole sleep story, the wellness story, which Mm. is what you're delivering. But also you've told us that's what's really a passion for you because that's what started you on this journey today. So for women starting out in business or at that point where they're thinking about fundraising, I mean, what's some advice that you would give them? First and foremost is seek out help. You cannot do it alone. And this is why I joined Next Chapter Raise. You know, when we initially tried to build the deck on our own, it was a disaster. (laughs) We really didn't know where to start. And I think from when we joined the Next Chapter Raise, like two months later, we actually had like a deck that we were not embarrassed to show to someone. (laughs) So (laughs) that was really, really a big help. So I think in whichever way or form you seek out a group of like-minded individuals who are also building their businesses and are going to be there to support you and cheer you on. I think that's very important, you know, to find that supportive group of women around you and to really come in there, you know, with an open mind and an open heart and learn as much as you can. So for us, this experience has been absolutely amazing. Not only did it prepare us to feel comfortable and ready to seek out fundraising, it has also helped to shape our brand story. And in the way we approach customers, the way we talk about the brand, so the experience for us has been absolutely fantastic. And I think also sharing that with other founders is, is very helpful. And I think also another thing is, you know, don't underestimate the amount of funds you will need to seek out. So don't sell yourself short. Do your right calculations and feel comfortable about the money that you're asking to raise and why you need it. Because the worst thing that can happen is that you don't raise enough and that, you know, in six months later, you're facing an unhappy investor and you're dealing with different problems than you wanted to. Thank you. We've certainly enjoyed seeing you and the pitch develop. I mean, it's funny you touch on storytelling because that's one thing that Amanda and I are always talking about is this element of presenting the story, both in terms of there's a connection being made, right? In terms of what's the priority in that discussion, but that's also now carried through in the way you're talking to your customers. So that's great Mm -hmm. to hear that really nailing the brand story is so important in so many ways. Yes, definitely. So I know we love to focus on fundraising and capital and revenue-based financing, crowdfunding. I mean, that's what we do at Next Chapter Mm -hmm. E's. But looking at your business outside of just thinking about funding, what else has been really important in growing your business? Well, I know that this is not possible for everybody who may listen to the podcast, but I really think the fact that we were in three different regions from the beginning has been instrumental. If we only concentrate on Hong Kong, it would have been very difficult to, or, or just the U.S. And like, for example, my business partner is in the U.S. U.S. has been a very tough place for 18 months. So the fact that we had the different markets, I think, to leverage really allowed us to always make sure there was some business happening somewhere through the pandemic. It's been a lifesaver. And then, of course, the other thing that I need to mention probably before where we ship from is grit, really to have the grit and the passion, because without that, the capital doesn't matter. You know, we could have invested all of that money, but without the passion to keep on coming back to the desk, to do these midnight calls with the other regions in the world, to keep really, really going when, when it gets tough. That's, I think, the most important aspect of growing your business in these early stages. Because there's nothing glamorous about the early stage of growing a business, you know, and especially in Hong Kong, when there is, it's a great because there's so many entrepreneurs, like you never lived in a city with as many entrepreneurs as in Hong Kong, but it can also, you know, at the dinner conversation, it's like, oh, you're just another one, right? There's a lot going on. So you really, really have to believe in what you're doing, do the grit, do the sweat equity and pursue your dreams and really see like the light at the end of the tunnel. So I think without that grit, 
nothing else really is going to help you grow the business as good as uh, your motivation. Absolutely. And, and I, I like the fact that you talk about that. I mean, we often say, you know, passion plus market trends equal success. And yeah. you're really in a space right now that's being more and more acknowledged about the importance of sleep on our well-being. So you're really bringing together your passion, what's really needed in the market, and, and I'm sure will lead to great success for you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Eva, for sharing about your story, about Revital and joining us on the podcast today. So appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Nicole. It was amazing. Join us next time for another conversation with female entrepreneurs and investors who are shaking things up. To connect with Next Chapter, follow us on social, visit the platform at nextchapterraise.com and subscribe to the podcast for more great stories to inspire, empower, and celebrate female entrepreneurs.